0: Hey, guys, it's Cass and Dorian, and you're listening to United.
1: Hey, so I know you and I have talked a little bit about some of the changes that have happened in the media and in the world uh, with in the wake of George Floyd and all the protests and stuff like that. And we've compiled a list of certain things that we wanted to touch base on so did you want to talk about that today yeah that'd be awesome let's do it all right so I've kind of like broken it down for myself into uh, a couple categories for me that I feel are there's certain ones that have happened that are okay it's happened it's great but it's not a big deal yeah it's not like progressive or anything like that so um that's one and then there's a couple of things that have happened that seem to just kind of shift from one form of racism to another Mm. that I really wanted to talk about and then other things that have happened that I feel like are progressive and moving the needle forward yeah um would you agree with that
0: yeah, you you've mentioned to me, especially the category of things that are that have changed from one to another, and I I'm really really interested to dig in digging on that one because I've been waiting to hear about that. So yeah, let's dive in.
1: All right, let's dive in. <laughs> so um, for starters, like we can just t- kind of touch base on some of the things that have changed and that are I feel like are kind of superficial. Changes like the changing of the logos for Uncle Ben's and Mrs. Butterworth Mm -hmm. and Aunt Jemima. We talked in depth about Aunt Jemima already, so I don't really feel like we need to go in depth about this again. But I do think it's kind of superficial. Like, I guess, kind of just focusing on the wrong thing. Hmm. The wrong thing in what sense? In the sense of, like... So the protests are about police brutality and yeah, we want to tackle racism in America as a whole, but we want to see policy changes and stuff. So like, it's nice that it's being thought of, I guess, but it's, it wouldn't affect my life. I guess, in any way. So we don't want to give like an
0: overwhelming focus to like, yes, change is happening. It's so great. Look at these things, which I a hundred percent said to you <laughs> when I was like showing you some of the things I found. So it's not focusing that that is, it's like, okay, that's, that's nice, but that's not the
1: change that's necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the little stuff and we don't want to focus too much on the little stuff. Yeah. And speaking of the little stuff, some of the stuff that's been changing is stuff that's I didn't even know was racist, like master bedroom.
0: Yeah, that, that's a, I'm at a loss for that. That one. I mean, <laughs> I, I, obviously, I can go I should go look that up because I am curious because I heard when you, <laughs> you pointed that out to me, I was like, what? Um. Actually, my first response was oh, wow, another thing I'm completely ignorant of. But then um, we were talking about it more and it was like, well, I mean, yeah, but there's not that depth of a history as far as we're aware.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I can understand the correlation. It's obviously what slave masters were called. Mm -hmm. So I can understand the correlation. But in my mind, when someone says master bedroom in reference to somebody's house, I don't feel... It doesn't go back to that. No.
0: Yeah. And and master also was used in many other, like, throughout history. Yeah. In many other, yeah, yeah circumstances, like, but... For
1: all we know, it could be a Zen master. Yeah. <laughs> Zen master bedroom. <laughs> what else do you um, have? The Eskimo pie, which I I can understand a little bit, I guess, why that's considered racist, but I didn't think of it as that before.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of that brand, actually. So. Yeah. Does it sell around here? Do you, Have you ever actually seen it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I
1: think I've heard of it, but I've never, like, I couldn't tell you what it is. Is, is it like a, I think a it's, snack?
0: I'm thinking it's desserts.
1: Okay. Yeah. So.
0: I have no idea what yeah. it is,
1: so maybe okay. it would be more... Offensive to people who are more aware of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. probably has a history that we're
1: unaware of. And then I guess the last thing that I would want to talk about for that is um, that I feel like are changes that aren't really that important. Is like the Black Lives Matters being painted on the streets.
0: Yeah, um, you know, you mentioned this before. Actually, you mentioned it in a previous episode. And um, I, I, <clears throat> you were saying, yeah, okay, that's nice. It's bringing awareness. It's great. But what's being done to make change?
1: But awareness also is important for the first step of change. It is. I agree. I just feel like it's redundant at this point. Like it's being over done over and over and over again in DC where it started. Yeah. It made a point. It was a statement.
0: Right. But what about, but don't you think it's like bringing in to like Albany, we have it here and all other cities all around. Don't you think that's bringing like a sense of awareness?
1: Uh, not more than Black Lives Matter being chanted at a protest, or, okay? Or fair enough. I mean, Black Lives Matters is, is really known online and stuff, so yeah, I don't feel like it's it, true. It's bringing more awareness.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's true. I can understand that.
1: I it it feels nice to be in a city that would do something like that and is clearly taking a stand on one side or the other, because then you know, like I know where my city stands. But I don't feel like it needs to be plastered on the streets, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just the focus. So, like, that happened. And then Governor Cuomo made Juneteenth a state holiday this year Mm -hmm. and is going to introduce legislation for next year. But, like, what else is happening?
0: Yeah, I was actually just thinking that when you were saying, at least it makes me know where my city stands. But what you said earlier was how is that going to impact, like, my everyday life? How is that going to impact other Black people's everyday life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, is that going to help me feel comfortable driving at night and when I get pulled over Mm -hmm. by a cop and and know that I'm going to get out of that situation alive? Mm -hmm. Is that going to help me feel comfortable? No.
0: Or feel comfortable going camping. Yeah. Like that one episode that I had shared with you of a friend of a friend who went camping in Indiana and got surrounded by a bunch of uh, white supremacists who attacked him. He was with a group of white people himself, but they attacked him and were beating him and holding him. There's video footage of it. Yeah. And it took a lot to get them, his white friends, to get these white supremacists to release him.
1: Yeah. And he was just
0: camping in the woods.
1: You know, we just want to be able to, like, know that we're protected in that sense, on top of the fact that Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there. Do you know who Breonna Taylor is? Yeah,
0: but when you say kill- Sorry, when you say her killers are still out there, to me, that, that makes it sound like we don't know who they are. Oh. The, the, so the first second I was like, I was like, we... No, kidding. we know
1: who they are.
0: Got you, but nothing...
1: nothing but they're else. just, they're still being paid. I think they're on paid leave, the three cops that um, were involved in that shooting. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, So we're focusing on painting Black Lives Matters on the street And these are two completely different things because Black Lives Matter is the one in D.C. and New York and some of the other cities. I'm not sure that they're in the same city that that happened with. But we're focusing on this one thing. And yet the actual.
0: It's distracting.
1: Yeah. The actions that we're looking for is Rihanna Taylor's killers being arrested. Still hasn't happened. It's been three months. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it just seems like a diversion.
0: I can understand why it would. I think I can understand why it would come across that way. It's so hard because I definitely want to say from my white perspective, but it's still progress. Focus on the fact that it's still progress.
1: (laughs) But no, that's. And I mean, I get it. It is still progress, but it's also like, all right, let's see. Real change, yeah. Like, real like change. concrete change, totally. Yeah. So one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about was Disney changing. Oh, yes. The ride from uh, Splash Mountain. So in Disneyland. Disneyland, Disney World. It's
0: definitely a Disney World. I Which don't ones know. If they in have Florida. One.
1: It's Disney World. Yeah, Disney Disney World. They have this ride, Splash Mountain, and it's based on this movie called Song of the South. I don't know, have you ever heard of it? No. So I've only ever heard of it. I've never actually seen it. But apparently it's like blatantly racist. Mm-hmm. So blatantly racist that you really can't find it. It's in it's locked up in the vault forever, never to be released again. It's not on Disney Plus. And the only way to really find it is like bootlegs Mm. of it. So it is extremely racist from what I've heard. I've never seen it, so I don't actually know. So Disney has decided to change the theme of Splash Mountain from Song of the South to Princess and the Frog.
0: Wait, real quick. The Splash Mountain is Splash Mountain like a a place or a location or a thing that's within the movie or is there just a theme song they play on the
1: ride i'm not 100 sure i think the whole ride is based on okay the movie i mean that would make sense yeah Yeah. and i actually i went to disney in 2012 and i rode the ride and i had no idea Mm. of what it was and it's i I do think it's the whole ride so i'm interested to see how they're going to change it so you're going to change it to princess and the frog yeah and so this is one of those things that they're changing it from one form of racism to, like, another one. Because Princess and the Frog, amongst the Black community, at least people that I know and my friends, we're not really huge fans of that movie because there's a lot of inherently racist undertones to it. Really? Yeah. For starters, she's the first and only Black princess. She spends the majority of the movie as a frog. She's not a person at all. And and I guess technically that's not a huge deal because she's not technically a princess till the end of the movie, which is with most. Cinderella wasn't a princess till the end of the movie either. So I don't think that's a big deal. Or
0: Ariel. Yeah. yeah.
1: But she spends most of the movie as a frog. Um, her knight in shining armor, her prince, is basically a Debbie. He comes to New Orleans to find a wife because if he doesn't get married, his parents are going to cut him off. So he's broke. He's deadbeat. He's arrogant. He's just not the usual Prince Charming Mm. that you see in the movies. He's Mm. not the kind of guy you would want to date. How does he differ from Aladdin? Um, I think Aladdin, even though he's a thief, he has honor.
0: Okay. Okay, I was curious. I assumed it was probably something in the characteristics. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen Princess and the Frog. I haven't kept up on my Disney movies.
1: Yeah, he has honor, and he he does deceive Jasmine, but that's because he doesn't think worthy enough of himself Mm. to be able to be with someone like her.
0: So is this character... the ma- the male prince character in Princess and the Frog like more arrogant.
1: About? Absolutely, uh, he's full on arrogant. Oh,
0: okay. okay. Like
1: he thinks he is the bee's knees.
0: Oh wow.
1: Yeah, but he has to marry a prince in order to. A I mean, princess? he has to marry a, a he has to marry someone. She whoever marries him would become a princess in order to keep his family's fortune and stuff. And he ends up, he comes there courting another woman and he ends up falling in love with Tiana throughout the movie.
0: I can definitely see how that connection in the prince, the the representation of the prince versus other, I, I don't want to say all other because I have to think about all the movies, but pretty much all other that I can think of, Disney movies that I've watched, very different characteristics and features within him. And then they they chose that movie to be the movie where they made the characters black.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then the villain in that movie is a voodoo priestess, which is stereotypical of like Southern, not, That's not Cajun, really like,
0: like very, like uh, yeah, New
1: Orleans. Yeah. And the yeah. movie's based in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. But it's stereotypical in the sense of like the idea that m- most voodoo priestesses are evil. Or like up to no good. Mm. And that's how he's presented. He's the villain. So he's in works with the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he like sold his soul or something like that. So it's just a lot of like Wait, underlying. does that open a
0: whole nother thing here? Hold on. Voodoo, where, where does the, is voodoo the name of the practice? Or is voodoo a practice within a different type of belief system? Voodoo
1: is part of religion
0: yeah and so is that religion where does it stem from? I was just wondering if there's a connection to if that's why there's also inherent racism in it is because uh, this this religion is based from Africans or whatever if it came from there and therefore deemed less than
1: and evil and dark. I do think it it there is some connection to that, but I'm not one hundred percent sure
0: okay. I just googled and it says afro-caribbean religion of vudan i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly voodoo is a sensationalized pop culture caricature of vudan wow yeah so uh, vudan is an ancient religion practiced some 30 million by some 30 million people in the west african nations that is from an npr article
1: yeah So, but it's not. So that's interesting because
0: that. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's really that's a whole nother like can of worms right there. Mm -hmm. That's a huge and inherently racist attachment to that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's. I mean, there's other things. There's a lot of underlying like Tiana wants to uh, run her own restaurant, and she gets the money for it, and she's saving, pinching pennies saving 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 and finally she has all the money and she goes to the um guys who are the realtors I guess and she's like I have the money I'm ready to close blah 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 and someone comes in and has cash so they give it to the other person even though they were they were in a deal with Tiana okay they give it to her and they're like a woman of your stature wouldn't would be in over her head and that's not necessarily specifically racist, but...
0: Yeah, it's classism as well. Yeah, yeah classism. Is, yeah.
1: Uh Misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> All <of> that. <laughs> All that mixed in. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. And then she basically has to depend on the prince. Like, they become frogs. And his thing is, if you help me become human again, I will marry Charlotte, which is Tiana's best friend, and give you some of her fortune too. Oh,
0: uh, okay.
1: Yeah. But okay. then that's Tiana's best friend. Why can't she just invest in the restaurant?
0: Huh?
1: Yeah. Like, why does Tiana need to get a man involved in their friendship to get some of her fortune to invest in the <laughs> restaurant when that's her best friend? Like they literally grew up together. Yeah.
0: So that's not really, but that's not connected necessarily racism. That's just, no. that's connected more to like, uh, misogyny. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got all sorts of things mixed into it. Yeah.
1: I think it's a great movie. My daughter watched it over and over again. Oh, okay. Um, So I'm not discrediting the movie, but I do. If I sit down and think about it Mm -hmm. and pick it apart, I'm like, y'all chose that. Yeah, to replace it. To replace one racist movie.
0: Yeah. Have you seen, are they getting any
1: pushback? I haven't heard any. Uh, It's like... Yeah, that's an interesting... it's It's such a like... Because they probably don't recognize.
0: How many times has that happened in history? Really, is that I mean, we could probably go back and look and find a lot of examples of where in history uh, change has attempted to be made. Typically, when there's um, white, you know, white people using their minds to make the change, it doesn't actually make the change it just changes what you see but it's still another type of issue connected to racism
1: yeah and i think for me it speaks volumes that it's going from one blatant, blatant thing mm-hmm. is like blatantly racist to this other movie that has racist undertones mm-hmm. but isn't like in your face mm-hmm. racist it's like they did it on purpose, or like they knew that they knew what they were doing. Yeah, but I don't believe not. that yeah. they actually did.
0: Right, you know? but it gives that feeling because yeah. of
1: history. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It carries its weight.
1: Um, and even with Lady Antebellum, yeah, um,
0: that was a good one. This is a good one. I wanted to talk to you more in depth about this one.
1: Yeah. Well, you. You probably know a little bit more about it than I do.
0: Well, I mean, I I read a few articles, um, the initial articles, but you've read the most recent ones where uh, Lady Antebellum, the country music group, changed their name to Lady A, which is like a pet name that they had received from their fans for many years, but changed their name to Lady A since Lady Antebellum is racist. Antebellum means basically the South before the civil war is, is what it refers to. So they change it to Lady A and there is a, uh, artist in, I think Seattle area or, or in the Northwest who is Lady A, a black artist, female artist. She's been in the industry 20 years, maybe more. And that's been her name. So there was this kind of this issue of, okay, you've changed your name to this to try and stop having this racist undertone. And now you are trampling all over an artist. And this artist isn't going to be able to show up in, you know, Google searches and feeds. And you're you're just stepping in another way on your shift didn't work, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So then there was another the next article that came out. Uh, there was an interview with Lady A where she said that, you know, Lady Antebellum reached out and they met and they talked. And at first Lady A was really angry and she talks in there about how angry she was at this. And, um, she had to like work through those initial feelings and, but they are in discussion and they're gonna, they're working together and they're gonna find a positive solution for everybody and to come out of this in a really positive way. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then since then, there has been more to unfold and you had read, I believe you read up on this next level of what's happening with it.
1: Yeah. I read an article and Lady A was being interviewed, the blue singer, Lady A, yeah. not Lady Antebellum. Uh, and she was basically saying, for one, they're suing her for the name. Wait, Lady Antebellum suing Lady A for the name? For the name. Yeah. What? for To to share usage of the name. Yeah. Um, so they did she felt like they did like the zoom call and everything for for the positive press to make it seem like they were PR reasons to make it look
0: good to make it
1: look good to make it seem like they were going to be working with her and in reality they're not working with her she doesn't want to share the name she feels like there's already been an erasure of her music Mm -hmm. because when she looks herself up all of their stuff comes up and I actually when I just typed in lady a on Google, it says Lady A musical group, mm. and it's uh, it says Lady A is an American country group formed in Nashville, Tennessee. I had to scroll some way down to even get to Lady A in an article, but even on Wikipedia, Lady A previously known as Lady Antebellum, so there is definitely a level of erasure, uh, and she's been singing with this name for six for years she's 61 right now in the Seattle area like you said Mm -hmm. and she's like I can't find any of my music it's all under them them now and yeah they're suing her for the use of the name
0: so so there was obviously a huge breakdown that happened it did seem like you know after that last article I had seen it seemed like oh wow the right thing is going to be done to fix this
1: yeah but Um, now it's
0: just turning into something even uglier it sounds like
1: yeah and I think she was basically saying that like she they offered her a payment but she doesn't want the payment she just wants her name Mm -hmm. because she's built a career off of Mm -hmm. this name like Mm -hmm. and the payment that they offered her wouldn't be worth her career, Mm -hmm. I guess at that, that, that was my understanding of it. So that's just like another example of like them trying to do something well. But feel, but really in the end, what
0: it seems to be driven by is this feeling that they can have it however they want to have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, you know, they're a pretty good, big music group. Like I don't listen to country, so I'd never heard of them, but they're a pretty big music group Mm -hmm. from what I can tell. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have a team or someone like most large companies have a team of someone who can search. um, Yeah.
0: Like before you say,
1: I'm changing my name to this. Yeah. And I've seen some stuff online too, of talks of how lady A isn't that much, uh, It's not that much less racist because what does the A stand for? Mm. It still stands for antebellum. That's
0: a very good point. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Yeah. So at least her name, her first name is Angela. So the A in her Lady A stands for her name. Yeah. What is the Lady A in Lady Antebellum now? What are they changing it to?
0: Yeah. And they seem to be just this... uh, bringing up, dredging up the, this age old difficulty of white people wanting to work towards not being racist, but in, but stop short. Right. Yeah. Like, because it's never easy. It's never easy for us. When we start to recognize something that we've been doing or saying is racist and we go to change, it doesn't usually stop there. There's usually more in depth, and more you have to pay attention to or more you have to change that is uncomfortable and doesn't work well for you.
1: Yeah. There's layers. And they
0: stop and we stop historically as white people. We stop once we will do a little bit, but then if it gets to the point where it's going to make us uncomfortable, put us out in some way, we stop. And that seems to be exactly what happened in this scenario.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's layers to it. I think they definitely should have did some research to find out, if the name was already in use, but I also think they should have considered just because, you know, they're a bigger group than Lady A was, which I misspoke earlier. Her name, her first name was Anita, oh, not okay. Angela. I don't know why I say Angela. It would be easier for them to change their name because they have a fo- probably have more of a following.
0: Hmm. I think that's a little hard to say because they change their name, they have a lot of, um, awards and a lot, you know, they have a lot of things out there that would make it probably more. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to defend. I'm just saying like in the grand scheme of thing, if you're going to say one's easier than the other, I'm not sure easier is a good term to describe.
1: I I think of it as like this in in terms of how many times has P Diddy changed his name, but we all know who he is. we've never not known who he is. Mm. He went from puffy or puff daddy to puffy mm-hmm. to p diddy to diddy. Mm. But we've known who he was every single name change. If Jay-Z were to change his name tomorrow, we'd still know who he is. Yeah. We'd still know yeah, how to find his point. music.
0: Yeah, it's a really that's a really good point to show that it's been done before and it even Prince, I mean he changed
1: his name to, to a, a symbol. symbol. <laughs> But we still knew who he well, was. We call him Prince still.
0: We call him Prince still. So that one that one didn't really, doesn't really work out.
1: <laughs> I know, but we knew when we saw that symbol who it was. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, it, it does depend on your stature and your following and the people who are your fans. Like, they're going to know who you are no matter mm-hmm, what. Mm-hmm. And they're going to know how to find you. So mm-hmm. if they change their name to something completely different from lady mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. their fans would still be able to find them. yeah
0: and i think there'd be a lot more respect for him overall yeah. like yeah. in general I don't, I don't know you know how their fan base feels about it in general but overall i feel like
1: there'd be a lot more respect for him i would agree so going from talking about those two things which i think are very blatantly they tried <laughs> but <laughs> Didn't miss the mark. Completely missed the mark.
0: Those are really good examples to keep in mind. Because yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, uh, I think the white community has a hard time remembering or realizing that throughout history, there's been times where people have put effort in and fit and not gone far enough. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and I think it's easy to say that we just complain about little things, right? As, as a as a people, as black people, mm-hmm. and it's not that. It's just that there's. There's history there,
0: and, and it's and the thing is, is that it's it's so many little things that when you put them, you know, you can't not put them together and make a big thing.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's
0: so many little things.
1: Yeah. So, uh, going from that to let's talk about some of the more positive things that are happening. Mm, that yeah, I feel let's like talk positive are going to really push the needle a bit. In the first thing I want to talk about is Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. The founder of Planned Parenthood uh was racist and they've actually owned it and they're taking her name off of the building in New York City. Really? Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's it's a positive change, but it's not just so because they're taking her name off the building. It's more so because they're owning their racist past. And a lot of people uh, depend on Planned Parenthood, so it's good to know where that started
0: in the history of it. Yeah, yeah. we should uh, possibly talk about it in another episode, a portion of it. That's something definitely worth researching and looking at more because I know you told me a little bit about it before, but we didn't want to get into it today. But that there's there's a much deeper history. There's a like the racist history there is kind of creepy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, for any of our listeners, her name is Margaret Sanger, if you want to do any of your own research. Yeah,
0: look it up and yeah. see what why she started Planned Parenthood in the first place.
1: Yeah. Um, some other good examples, things that are moving the needle forward is more positive examples of Black people in media, which you see, mm, you've noticed. Big time. Yeah. Uh,
0: big time. And not just that, but other people opening, I've noticed... Um, people giving their platforms over. I know Taylor Swift did for a while. I know Selena Gomez did and and many, many people were giving over their platforms to black voices um, as well. So you're seeing more, more black people talking and and interacting and sharing than you would, especially as a white person, you tend to have less black people in your feed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would assume that's vice versa. I don't know if that's really, like how that really pans out, I'm actually curious. I'm sure it's more one way than the other, but I would imagine um, that you would probably have a higher percentage black in your feed.
1: Yeah, I think my feed is mostly black.
0: Mostly black, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it put, but it puts that that exposure that a lot of us maybe haven't had or we haven't had a positive exposure. So it puts that forth as well as I've seen, like, commercials seem to be all diverse. There, there's a lot of diversity, and there's a lot of black people in really positive and not mm-hmm. in ghettos run down with shoes with holes in them or packing guns, yeah. you know? It's it's a positive, normal, what you would envision as a white person, a normal family life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, for me, at least as a middle-class white person, but it's like middle-class black families, they're identical. They're the same thing. And it's kind of like subtly putting that out there. And also what I've seen is, um, where else did I see? Oh yeah. A couple of people in my feed have, I follow a feed called good news movement. Mm -hmm. It's so great. It's Mm -hmm. only positive news. I love it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I think and she, you told me about that before. Yeah,
0: it's so good. It's so good. And she may you can tell that the the owner of it has shifted in the last two months and may, is making a major positive. You can tell that she's intentionally highlighting many, many more black people and black families. So she'll just so post um, you know, little kids doing good things or whatever. It's it's good news everywhere, but mm-hmm. it's But now I'm seeing black people doing those good things, whereas I didn't get a lot of exposure to that before. So if I'm not getting a lot of exposure to that and I'm assuming majority of other white people aren't getting a lot of exposure to that. And I can see the difference in how my brain is starting to perceive black people now that I'm seeing so much more positive uh, imagery mm-hmm. of them, even though it's small, yeah. it, I feel like the, especially the commercials and the people being put in my feed in my, on my, um, Instagram, I feel like those two things just in itself, it makes me feel like there's more black middle-class families than I ever thought Yeah, that that's a normal thing. And that that should be thought of normal and accepted that way versus all black people live in downtown on MLK. And then another thing that you and I had talked about is seeing throughout the last few, one of the major positive changes is seeing a lot more white people being active or voicing, not just hiding in the shadows and pretending it's not
1: happening. Yes, I can definitely say that my news feed, my friends who are white were so vocal
0: mm.
1: and still are. They're I was going to ask, vocal, I was going to ask, like, yeah,
0: even at this point.
1: Yeah. So vocal about Black Lives Matters and I'm even like when I go into stores there's stickers of Black Lives Matters like mm-hmm. they have it up in their windows like they're letting us know that they are with us mm-hmm. and so that kind of leads me to another point that's kind of off topic but yeah. um I don't know if you ever heard of coca Dots
0: is that ice cream? It's a cake
1: spot. Oh, And okay. um, it was in the news yesterday because they made a "Make America Great Again" hat okay. cake. Okay. Oh, okay. And they posted it on their Facebook and um got a lot of heat for it. A lot. They got so much heat that they had to shut down their Facebook and Instagram. Really? Yeah. They wow are completely they're completely off of social media right now because wow. of the amount of heat that they got. On one hand, uh, they said a customer asked them to make the cake. And I'm like, okay, it's business. I understand that. But on the other hand, I also saw someone say that they said if Joe Biden, somebody came in and wanted to do a Joe Biden cake, that they would make that too. And I'm like, yeah, in this point in time, like it's very clear. There's very clear stances. Like you can't straddle the fence. And I think that's one of the so positive of changes yeah. that are happening right now is you can't straddle the fence. You have to pick a side. And so for me, it's a positive change because I was a huge fan of Coco Dots, but to know that they're straddling, like they're not really, they're trying to stay neutral for me. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not shopping there anymore mm, because yeah. I yeah. want to know that where I'm shopping and where my money is going is going to people who absolutely would stand up for me no matter what.
0: Interesting. See, I really, this is something can, can we do, um, yeah, cause we we're running, we're about episode. a long episode here. I really want to discuss cancel culture.
1: Yes, I know. I hate cancel culture
0: because I feel like that's what that is that is. What that is. So but. I, I really want to discuss it. It's, it's, I don't think there's an answer. I don't think there's a final answer to it, but I want to, I think we should discuss.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not a huge proponent of cancel culture. I think that people should be able to make their own decisions and stuff like that. But where I choose to spend my money following an artist on social media that has nothing to do with my money, where I choose Mm -hmm. to spend my money, especially in like, I've gotten cakes from Cocoa Dots exclusively. I've never Bought another cake from anywhere else since my daughter was born twelve years ago.
0: Yeah, but it's not true that who you follow doesn't get that money, generate that money, because
1: I'm I'm saying like not nah, out of my pockets. It doesn't affect my pockets. Oh, who I follow oh, on social media, but they doesn't affect so, so my does, you don't
0: care if they make money off of you. It's just that if it's it's not out of your own pocket.
1: Okay, I know that doesn't make any <laughs> sense, but
0: what? So we'll go I into know. it. We'll go into know, it. We'll go into it. We gotta.
1: <laughs> We can't do that. <laughs> we'll wrap it
0: up. So we'll wrap up this episode. <laughs> uh, we'll just ask the listeners to please subscribe. We love having you here. We want to keep sharing more, share this with a friend, get this out there, let people know that we're here, that this exists. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at info.unitedpodcast at gmail.com and let us know different topics you would like to hear about or or anything in that regard. And now I'm going to pass it over to Cass for
1: today's quote. What to the American slave is your Fourth of July? I answer a day that reveals to him, more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. Frederick Douglass.